0: getting a little tired of our kids spending the entire summer playing terrible jazz music dressed as aliens. No, it's very pleasant. You like this? Of course I don't. It's awful. Well, I heard that there's a kids camp happening this summer where we could literally just drop off our kids for a weekend. They would have a ton of fun playing games, hanging out, worshiping, getting to know God better, and... You guys sound great. Keep jamming guys, let's do it again. One, two, three, four. Tell me more about this kids camp. Oh, they do a ton of stuff there. There's zip lining, rope course. There's gonna be an oatmeal fight with 10,000 pounds of oatmeal. 10,000? Okay, well, more like 200. Okay, let's do this then. Then let's just sign them up. JFC.org slash kids camp. Okay, so now what? <laughs> it's only 30 minutes away. All right, let's do this. Turn the stereo down! Oh, why is it so loud? Oh! Ah! Good morning. How's everybody doing? Good. Well, whether you're here live or you're watching via our live stream, we are so glad that you are here. I personally want to thank you for spending uh, a part of your morning with us, and I hope that you came uh, to receive from something from the Lord. Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm going to just be open and honest with you right now. Uh, I am getting to kick off a series called Infused, and. As I got to teach it last night, um, it is a challenging word. And so the Bible says that we have the power of life and death in our words. Do you believe that? Yes. All right. So on the count of three, I want you to say, I am ready for a challenge from God. One, two, three. I am ready for a challenge from God. Okay, you said it. You gave me permission so let's pray Heavenly Father we thank you so much for the fact that you speak to us individually even though there may be hundreds of people listening um, and Lord I thank you for the fact that you use me to communicate your heart uh, as a matter of fact I'm glad that you use all of us to communicate the good news into a hurt and lost and dying world and so Lord as we go into this new series called infused Lord I pray that you would truly infuse yourself into us so that we could in turn then go into a hurt and dying world and we we could infuse your good news into the lives of other people. And so, Lord, I pray that you would communicate your heart through me. Lord, I pray that every word I speak would be coming from your throne room. If there is anything that comes to my mind that is not of you, Lord, may I forget it before it gets out of my mouth. And so may I decrease, may you increase in me. And as I speak these words, I pray that it would penetrate into the hearts and into the spirits of every person listening. May we leave this place changed. May we be different when we leave here than when we came in. And Lord, we give you the glory, honor, and praise. And if that's your prayer, say amen. 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 Well, hey, um, I know many of you know, uh, but I want to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Pastor John, last weekend, finished up a series called In the Meantime, which was incredible. If you didn't get to hear it, I want you to go online. The messages are there available for free. Make sure that you download. Maybe you only heard two or three of them. Get them all because they were truly, uh, they're life-changing. They're very very good for people that may be going through circumstances right now, or maybe you're going to come up against a circumstance that you can gain strength from that series. Um, As I said before I prayed, I get to kick off, it is an honor and a privilege for me to kick off this series called Infused. Now it's going to be just a quick three-part series. Pastor John will be back next weekend. And then the following weekend, it actually finishes at Life Day. Now I am going to give a plug for Life Day real quick. I know you saw a video. I know Pastor Marcus uh, and the campus pastors have been talking about it, but I wanna tell you how important this is. It, I realize it's Memorial Day weekend, and I realize that many people have plans. The reason we do Life Day on Memorial Day weekend, we do it on a Saturday morning so that the maximum number of our Jubilee family can attend this, and it is important for us and you, as we go into our community and we have this one service. You know, we have had this done for the past two years and we have had people that are just on walks stumble into what we are doing at the park and go, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then they come to the service and then they've come to church. It is a very important thing that we do. So I want um, to just, just Sarah, from my heart, uh, be there, be a part of this. I realize some of you are like, I'm not very athletic and I don't know if I can run a 5K. Well, then good, come crawl the 5K. But support the youth ministry, be a part of it, and you know what? Bring some neighbors, some family, some friends. I'm actually going to talk about that a little bit later in the message. But bring people with you. Let's make this a true celebration of what God has done here at this church. You know, I, most churches in America are under 100 people. This service has over what most churches have in America. And we should celebrate what God has done at this church. And I'm not talking about this building, I'm talking about you because the people make up the church. All right, enough of a plug. Be there, make sure that, make sure that you put it in your schedule. Again, it's two weeks uh, from this weekend, uh, Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. All right, infused. What is infusion? What does the word infused even mean? Um, I felt like as I was preparing for this, uh, the Lord, uh, well, (laughs) I would like to say the Lord told me to look it up, but I was really like, what is infused? I better look it up. Um, And so here's what I found. The definition of infused is this. It means to fill something, It means to instill a quality in someone or something. For instance, that pastor, Dan, taught such a great message this morning, he infused God's word into me. All right, thank you very much. I'm going to just look at you for the rest of the time. (laughs) Or maybe this definition is the one that you probably uh, are most aware of. It, It means to steep or to soak. So if you ever, if you're a tea drinker, you know exactly what infusion is because you take a tea bag and you actually put it into a glass of water and it infuses itself into that glass of water. And so uh, I think as Christians, and, and I believe that most of you are here because you believe in God and you want him to speak to your heart, I believe as Christians you realize that part of what Jesus, as a matter of fact, one of the, the last instructions Jesus gave to his disciples was go out into this world, make disciples, baptize them into my name, so that they could have a relationship with the Lord. And I think most of us here listening to me right now realize, you know, part of, part of my job as a Christian is actually to infuse the good news of Jesus Christ into the world. The question is, why do we do this so good? And the reason I I know that I'm okay asking that is because as we were preparing this and as I personally was preparing this to teach this, I realized, man, I am not doing this very well. Well, Pastor Dan, you're a pastor. Uh, Exactly. And if I'm not doing it very well, I am guessing that a majority of people in church struggle with the understanding that they are to infuse the good news of Jesus Christ into their neighborhoods, their workplaces, their families, and everywhere they go. And yet we live in a world where, to be honest with you, we've talked about this, we much rather would pull into our garage, shut the door, and not talk to anybody. Got a couple questions for you, just to get you thinking. How are you doing Infusing your belief or your faith into the lives of others. How are you doing? Just some general personal assessments. How are you doing when it comes to that? Now, if you can say, man, I'm doing great on this. Well then, good, say amen a lot while I'm speaking this morning. But if you're like me and you have this subject matter brought to your attention and you realize, man, I'm, I'm not doing very good at this. Or how about this one? What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now to be a part of bringing Christ into this world? What are you doing? As I asked those questions of myself, I realized, again, I need to do this better. So I want you to realize that as I'm teaching this, I am living this right now, I have been challenged by this. I feel like God has put something inside of me that has stirred and I'm excited about it. I'm a little nervous about it. Uh, I don't know exactly what that's gonna look like, but I'm ready and I've told God, stretch me, Lord. Stretch me in this area of infusing the good news into the world. And so this morning, I feel like there's two areas of infusion that we need or that need to be working well in our lives, two areas. The first one is this. We must be infused with Christ. In order to make a change in this world, we must be infused with Christ. Now, I want you to realize, church, that you can't be neutral. You are going to be infused by something. Choose Christ. You know, it's funny, because in the Bible, there's a couple different verses where God lays before his people, here's blessing and cursing. You think the choice would be super easy, right? But then he has to tell them, choose blessing. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Why does he do that? Because he realizes that just even in our human nature, sometimes we don't always make the best choice. Or maybe sometimes I don't make the best choice. I know you guys all do. Sometimes we just don't make the best choice. So in order to impact this world, we have to be infused. With Jesus Christ. Now, I actually have a, a a bag of tea here, and I want to show you something because here's um, here's a glass of hot water. It is pretty plain, to be honest with you. Uh, there's just nothing to it. Um, there, there's nothing, no content to it, other than just H2O. Um, but an interesting thing thing happens when I take this tea bag. And what I would like to do this morning is I would like this tea bag to represent Jesus Christ. And what happens when Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ is poured over our lives, the word of God says, well, let me, well, the word of God actually says um, that we have the Holy Spirit given to us as a deposit guaranteeing our eternal salvation. And so therefore, we've been washed over through the blood of Christ. And Jesus Christ no longer looks at us because of our sinful nature, but he actually looks at us through the blood of Jesus Christ and that the blood washes us white as snow. And so we ask Jesus into our heart and we begin to get in feet. Now wait, um, if you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to realize that God so loved you that he gave his son. He sent his son on this planet so that you could have Eternal life, and, and so you could have that infusion of something that is true, something that is good. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life, and what's amazing is when you ask Him into your heart Romans 10 9 says this if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, then you will be saved. It's that easy. It's not a list of do's and don'ts, not a list of all these requirements and regulations. It's just simply a relationship. You know what got me? Somebody told me, Dan, God doesn't want a religion from you, he wants a relationship. And that's what this tea bag represents is it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when we allow him to then come and infuse our life, he begins to change it. From this moment on, church, this glass of water will never be a glass of water again. And you're going to get to watch before your very eyes an infusion And that's exactly what takes place when we ask Jesus into our heart. Second Corinthians 3.18 says this, so all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. What is it referring to there? It's referring to an Old Testament scripture where Moses would get with God and spend some time with God and when he would come off the mountain, his face would shine so powerfully with the glory of the God that the people of Israel couldn't even look at him. So they had to veil his face. And it's talking about the fact that in the Old Testament, that's how we hear, had to hear from God. But now, because of Jesus Christ, because what he had done for us on that cross, dying, raising from the dead, giving us life, now we have the word of God written on our hearts. That's that veil that is removed. And here's what's interesting, is that when we understand this, we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. So many people in church think it's hard to be a witness in the world. It's not hard, church. If you allow God to infuse you with his truth, then what happens is you automatically reflect who he is in you. If you're having, oh boy. If you're having a hard time infusing the good news of Jesus Christ into the culture, I'm going to question how much you're allowing God infuse you. Because it's not about something that we do, It's about being infused with God. You told me you were ready for a challenge. I'm just, you told me. Understand that this infusion process, thats look at this, right before our very eyes. It's changing. And that's exactly what happens when we ask Jesus into our heart. We begin to change. And as we change, we begin to reflect God's glory into a hurt and lost world. It goes on and says this, and the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. We are becoming changed more into who he is. Now I need to say something here. Just because you are close to the things of God does not mean that you are being infused by the things of God. Let me say that another way. There are people that are sitting in this room right now that are listening to me right now. Yes, you're at church, but you're not allowing God to infuse you with his truth. Why are you here? Are you here because you're just trying to appease a guilty conscience for something you did this week? I grew up Catholic. I know what that's all about. I totally get that. And maybe it makes you feel good for a day or two, but you know as you go back into your week, man, all those same things start to happen. You struggle with all the same things. Church, when we come to church, when we gather together as a group of believers, we should come with an understanding that God wants to infuse truth, life, and freedom into us. You should be excited about getting to church because something is going to change at church. Maybe something's gonna break off you. Maybe you're gonna get freed up from something. God wants to infuse his truth into you. I was sharing the heart of this message with my wife, and she had recently heard a message or was reading a book. I, I'm not sure. I don't even know if this was her quote or if it was somebody else's quote, but this is what she said to me. She said, I need to realize that I am a product of what God says I am, not what somebody else calls me. What a great infusion. To realize that I have to live my life, I have to walk in this world as God sees me, not as what somebody else sees, or even, for some of us, how I see myself. How are you going to do that? You have to let Christ infuse your life. You have to. So I'm preparing for this message, and I'm reading a book by Craig Groeschel called Christian Atheist. And I get all the way through the book, and in the afterword of the book, he says something that blew my mind. He was talking about kind of the heart of why God put this book on his mind and inspired him to write this, and he says this quote. He said, God created me in his image, so I returned the favor and created him in mine. I'll let that sink in for a minute. God created me in his image, so I returned the favor and created him in mine. When it comes to infusion, here's how this looks. Are you allowing God to come in and completely infuse your life with who he is? Or are you trying to infuse God with who you are? We have so many facets of our individual lives, things that we're good at, things that we're bad at, things that we have allowed God to infuse into our lives and things that we have struggled. For instance, some of you might be uh, very infused by the word of God that says that we should give our tithe and not only do you give a tithe, but you also go above and beyond and you give offerings to parachurch ministries and you just have a good embrace on that and you are very generous and you are very giving. But then I ask you when you've read your Bible last, and you go, Oh man, I haven't read it in months or years. Or I've never really read it. It's too hard for me to understand, Pastor Dan. Say, one area you're infused, the area you've kind of infused yourself into God. We need to take every area of our life, and we need to let God infuse us with His truth. How do we do that? Church, you get into your word. Read your Bible. There are people listening to me right now that maybe have been in church for years and years and years, have been close to God, but they're afraid of the Bible. Don't be afraid of the Bible. Well, Pastor Dan, I don't understand it. I don't either. <laughs> Go to the parts that you do understand. Let him infuse you there because here's what I've learned. is I've let those parts infuse me, I begin to start understanding the other parts. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't be scared by it. Get into the word of God because it is what will tell you who you are in him so that you don't have to listen to the world. And as you in, let him infuse you, then you can make a difference in this world. Good? Yes. I want to challenge you this week, maybe the next week, maybe in the two weeks leading up to the life day. If you look up in, an accord, in a concordance or go to BibleGateway.com or BibleHub.com and look up the words, In Christ. There's nearly 100 references in the New Testament alone that talk about us being in Christ. Just read through those verses and see what the Lord may speak to you, how he wants to infuse you in that. Okay, I gotta move on. So number one, we must be infused with Christ. This is kind of changing quite a bit, isn't it? Look at that. Look at our lives, how we're getting darker and more covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, right? Okay, number two, we infuse those around us. Now, I need to stop real quick and I need to let you know that I actually had to change that because originally I wrote it this way. We need, just like the first one, we need to be infused by Christ. I put, we need to infuse those around us. Um, and then the Holy Spirit checked me and said, nope, you need to take the word need out. Because here's the truth we infuse those around us. What are you infusing? What are you infusing? I wanna ask a few questions. Um, You said you were ready for a challenge. Again, some questions that are just for you. This, This message isn't for your neighbor, it's not for your spouse, it's not for the person sitting next to you, it's not for your kid, this is for you. Ask this question to yourself. When was the last time You were so burdened for someone that is far from God that you spent a whole day or a whole night praying on their behalf. Ouch, ouch. When's the last time you did that? Have you ever done that? Pastor Dan, I'm too busy. When you stand before the Lord with that person and the Lord goes, I knew you not, Will you go, I'm sorry, I was too busy? How about this one? How many people have you brought with you to church to hear the gospel, to hear the good news this past month? We got Life Day in two weeks. You know, there are some neighbors, there are some family members, there are some coworkers that if you invited them to come into this building, there's no way on God's green earth they would come into this building. And we understand that. One of the reasons we do Life Day is because it's outside. We've got all kinds of events for family and for kids. And, um, we, we've got the 5K. You know, you have people in your neighborhood, you have people in your workplace that work out. Man, what a great opportunity for you to say, hey, why don't you come run the 5K with me? Why don't you come walk that 5K with me? And while you're there, hey, hang out with us and do the activities that we're doing. We got a small little service, which by the way, if you win something, you need to go to anyways. And in that service, Pastor John has always done a very life-giving message, talking about the heart of God and the love that he has for each one of us. And we have seen many lives changed, many hearts turned over to Jesus Christ at our life day. And where maybe your neighbor or coworker or family member wouldn't come into this place, maybe they would come to life day. I hope you're understanding this isn't just like a throwaway weekend for us. This may be the most important weekend of the year for us. Be a part of it. Invite somebody. When is the last time you invited somebody to church with you? What a great way for them to be infused with the good news. You don't even have to open your mouth. All you have to do is invite them. Okay, how about this one? When was the last time you had a non-Christian in your home? I'm going to even change it and say this one. When is the last time you had anyone in your home? (laughs) I'm serious. Man, we live in a world that's open door, open and close the garage door. And if they're not family members, man, we just don't have, we're too busy to have people. Man, we are built to have relationship. We are built to infuse our lives into one another, whether we're believers or whether we're bringing our our neighbors into our home, we are supposed to have hospitality. It is supposed to be something that reflects off of us as we are infused by Christ. Christ did not go hide away and wait for people to come to him. He went into people's houses. He went into people's houses that people looked at and go, you're going into that guy's house? When's the last time you did that? I told you it was gonna be challenging, I warned you. <laughs> you know, Pastor Terry this summer is gonna do, um, we're actually gonna do a series called Blockbusters and Pastor, John is, or Pastor Terry has put together uh, these block party um, gatherings or he wants to put these block party gatherings. You can find information out there at the info center. There's a little card and all he's asking is that you would get with other people maybe two, maybe three times this summer, and just get to know one another in relationship because you can't infuse anything into anybody if you don't have a relationship with them. And so start by stepping out and stretching yourself and enter into relationship. But let's be a little bit more hospitable. Let's get involved in people's lives. We infuse those around us, church. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says this, we are therefore Christ ambassadors. We are therefore Christ's ambassador. What is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone from a foreign land that goes into a culture and represents that foreign's land's belief, thoughts, and ideas. So we have American ambassadors in several countries throughout the world. They immerse themselves into that society. They immerse, immerse, They put themselves into that culture but yet they represent the things of the United States of America. We are Christ ambassadors. If you say that you're a Christian, I want you to understand something. You don't get to choose whether you are an ambassador or not. You are. You are Christ ambassador, which then makes this next part very important. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. What is the appeal? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now the truth is there are many Christians who are ambassadors of Christ that the thing that they're imploring people is get by yourself and don't talk to anybody. You are an ambassador for Christ. And whether you like it or not, the people in your neighborhood and the people in your workforce are gonna find out that you believe in God. And at that moment, you become an ambassador. What are you infusing them with? What are you reflecting? Why don't we do this better? I think part of it and I'll finish out the message with this. I think part of it is because the churches maybe taught us some things wrong. I have in my notes, "The aliens and strangers, not of this world, lie." You know, Peter says a couple times in his gospels, in his letters. He says, uh, for instance, in 1 Peter 2:11, he says, "Dear friends, I urge you." as aliens and strangers in the world. And so we come to understand that um, we are aliens and strangers. Our, our land, we, when you ask Jesus into your heart, your homeland is no longer earth. Your homeland is heaven. You get to spend the rest of eternity in heaven. That was a good place for amen. It just tells me that you probably, like me, haven't done much research on heaven because when you really research out heaven, you're going to find out that the streets that you walk on are made of gold and it just gets better from there. We spend hours and hours researching a one week vacation. How much time have you spent researching out your eternal destination? Because if you actually spent time, you would get excited about it. And guess what you would would reflect? Excitement about the rest of your life. So we understand we're strangers and aliens. We totally get that. And then in in John, Jesus, right before he is betrayed, right before he dies, right before um, he gives his life for our behalf, he actually prays for us. And listen to this prayer. I'm not asking you, Heavenly Father, to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I am praying not only for those disciples or these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me Through their message. Whose message? Our message. Jesus is praying not only for us and to have the words to speak and say, but then he's praying for the ones that will believe because of what we reflect. He says, I pray that they will be one just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us, so that the world will believe that you sent me. Man, we are talking about infusion here. I am in you, you are in me, we are infused together. There is no way to get this tea out of this water now. And Jesus is in the Father, and when we ask Jesus into us, he is in us, and we are in him, and we become infused into this wonderful relationship that what this says, is that this relationship will actually penetrate and go into the world and people will believe because they see a difference in us. So why don't we do that? Because I think we've been taught this. We are, we use these sections of scripture. We're strangers and aliens. We are in this world, but we're not of it. And so we've been taught or we have this perception that comes in that says, you know what, I gotta do everything I can to get out of the world. I realize that I'm in it, but I am not of it, so therefore I won't be a part of it. So I'm gonna isolate myself away from people that are not Christians. I'm gonna keep myself away, and that is not God's heart, but I totally understand why we do it. Because we realize that things will infuse us as well. And so we try to get... The bad things away from us, and we want to only have the good Christ things infusing into us, but there's a problem there. And I want to change the way we think about those things. Instead of saying that we are in this world but not of it, let's rephrase it, and let's say it this way. We are not of this world, but we are sent into it. We are not of this world, church, but we are sent into it. And when you have an understanding of that, it opens the opportunity and it opens the mind to go, you know what, I have to get involved in relationships with other people that don't know Jesus. Because I am not of it, but I have been sent into it to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to a hurt and lost world. We've got to embrace this, church. Now, I'll finish with this. About 10 years ago, I lived out south in Roxborough, And it was a wonderful home. And behind us, it was just all open space out towards the east. We looked out east and it was just all open space. Right behind our house was a retention pond that had a big concrete housing for a sub pump. So anytime clean washing rains would come down, we had gutter systems and all of that and it would wash all this water into that retention pond. And then that sub pump would kick on and would kick it out into the open space. Now, it was a, a great system. It allowed the rain to not harm anything, any of the houses. It allowed it, it allowed it to drain away, and when that sun pump kicked on, it all went washing away. Well, one particular summer, we had a huge rainstorm. It filled that retention pond higher than I had ever seen. It was over the concrete, I mean, it was, it was incredible. And so, typically, within a few hours, all of that would have been taken out, but that afternoon went on, nothing, nothing left. It didn't go down any. The next day, it didn't go down any. The following day, I was like, hey, we got our own little pond. This is is awesome. Maybe we can get some fish and go fishing. It didn't take long, though, probably the third or fourth day, and that retention pond started to stink. Why? Because the water became stagnant and there was no flow through. Church, I'm gonna say something very challenging here. I hope that you receive it in the heart that it's given. There's no condemnation. I don't want anybody to feel condemned, but I want you to understand something. If you get infused with Christ, and he begins to fill your heart and fill your life with how he sees you and not how the world sees you, but you don't pour out to other people in your life, you become stagnant and you become a stinky Christian. Do you know that one of the number one reasons that people in the world don't step foot into the door is not because they don't believe in God, it's not because uh, they're afraid, it's because they see the behavior and attitudes of Christians and they don't like it. We're a stench to a hurt and lost world. Why? Because when we become stagnant, we become very legalistic. We begin to judge. We begin to have a holier-than-them attitude. Church, that is not at all what Christ is asking us to do. Christ is asking us to take the good news of Jesus, of who he is, and bring it into the world. And some of you go, well, Pastor Dan, I don't know what to say. I don't either. But I know the person that does know what to say. And what I have found is that sometimes the best answer I can give somebody is, you know what, that's a great question. I don't know. And then I usually explain to them, you know what, I'm finite. God is infinite. Let me take your question and go to somebody that I'm infused with that knows a little bit more than me and see if I can't take what he's been infused with and bring it back to you and get you an answer on that. And you know what, I've seen people's hearts go, really, you don't know? Because for some reason, people in the world think that Christians know it all. Oh, they think they have all the answers. Their path is so narrow and limited. You know why they think that? Because we've given that air off. We've given that smell off. You okay? When we allow God to reflect from our lives, when we allow ourselves to pour out into our neighborhoods and into our workplaces, and when we just are different because Christ is infusing us, and that is what they see, guess what, we don't become a stench, we actually become an aroma that people are attracted to. And they'll start asking you questions like this. You're different. When that guy cut you off, you waved, but you actually really waved. People notice that thing. Those things. When something goes wrong at work and you don't say a bad word, they notice that. How do you do that? You just hammered the crud out of your finger and you didn't say a thing. It's because my, pow- my words have power. What do you mean? You're- it opens all kinds of different discussions. Let's impact this world with the reflection of Jesus Christ. Amen? So here in just a moment, I'm gonna ask the prayer team to come up. And what I would like them to pray for you today is the boldness and the courage to actually step out and infuse a hurt world. Some of you may be going, man, I realize this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I realize that as Christ, we're supposed to, Christ followers, we're supposed to be making disciples, we're supposed to be telling them the good news, but Pastor Dan, I just don't have the courage to do it. Well, in the Bible, there's several different references where when people were commissioned to go out and tell the good news, people would gather around them, lay hands on them, and ask God for the boldness and the courage and commission them to go do that. And so maybe you're here and this is resonating in your spirit and you're going, yes, but I just don't know. Well, then I'm gonna ask you in a safe environment to come up to that prayer team and ask them, I need boldness, I need courage to step out and do that. So Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the word of God that you've given to us, for the fact that you have given your son so that we don't have to hear from the high priest anymore, but that we can have your words and your life written on our hearts. And Lord, I thank you for the fact that you've infused our lives with your truth. And I pray that you would do that even more and that you would encourage all of us even more with your truth. Help us to see us ourselves the way that you see us, not as the world does or even how we see ourselves, but Lord, help us to see how you see us so that we can reflect that good news into a hurt and lost world. And then Lord, I pray that every person in here, as you're speaking to them, would be challenged with the challenge of going out into this world and reflecting the good news of who you are, Jesus. And may they reflect that into their neighborhoods, into the places of work, into their families, into their grocery stores, into every arena that they enter into. And Lord, we thank you for these things in your name. Amen.